I mean, seventy-five percent, unemployment rate I'm, uh, for people uh, ages twenty-five and below. Think about that. That's over a million people. Way over. Like, what do you think's gonna happen? Do you think people are just gonna sit? <laughs> like, this is my thing. Like, and wait. What, what what where does it stop where does it where does big business see this article and be like oh my gosh let's talk to government on how we can have a universal basic income uh, we will we will put up some of like where is this idea of now people are just like oh this is this is not working for my business we're going to start investing into other parts of africa they have their 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 social issues in line they have their people in line type of story um it's it's very heartbreaking. It's very and also there's very. The, it's I just have to say this because of if anyone's listening and you think that we like, um, I don't want anyone to get the idea that what we are saying that everyone who partook in these uh, um, protests of the looting and 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 what you what you may call it um, that it's all valid because there were some very opportunistic people, businessmen packing their jeeps and stuff full of loot like they. Those are criminals. Those are people who are also in the system of capitalist gain. There are people starving. Oh. You have, and, and, and the stats speak to that. If you look at the, the, the bread line, you look at the minimum wage, which is not a livable wage. If you look at the unemployment rate of, 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 um, of uh, um, people, uh, citizens of, uh, aged uh, 25 and below, what do you think is going to happen? Do you think these, like, all I'm saying is empathy. And it starts at a school level. And I think I can speak a bit more at this, like, at a school level, when when you go to school, when you go into a school that's out of your area, you need to assimilate. Like, you, you, how, you, how you become respectable and, a, and, a, and, a, and you, you become a good one, what, <laughs> you become a, a preferred uh, a, a person of color mm-hmm. uh, is you assimilate. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you start bringing stuff from your community, your issues and that into the school, um, it starts becoming a bit of an issue. Um, more, some schools, I must say, not all schools, but a lot of schools are more accepting. We, d- we, we don't talk about certain areas we don't educate our school. And I always say that school is a microcosm of its society or its direct environment. And in a school, you'll have kids from different areas. So, I mean, we, let's, let's learn about what life is like there. Let's learn about what life is like here and your experiences. Because we have a lack of lived experience in South Africa or understanding of lived experiences, what my experience is, or, and what another person is totally different. We live in the same country, but we live in different realities. It's totally different. I'm not saying we need to all go experience that. We need to have empathy and understand so that we can use, use our social tools, our social currency, and our influence to help that. Mm. I mean, yeah, that's. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, like, that's, I, yeah. I oh. No, go for it. Go for it, son. No, no, no. I was just, I was just going to say, like, if if we take this, this, this idea, Lee, and I like this idea of of a school representing, like, being a microcosm of of a society or a microcosm of a community, whether it's like a geographic location or or you know, like a a province or whatever it might be. What I always find interesting is, it's twenty twenty one now. And if you go to any school that is now like former Model C, um, all of that, and this this is the thing that's that's still interesting for me is that the majority of the kids that are going to go to be to go to these schools are not white kids. That that is that is the the dead honest truth at this point in 2021. It is not going to be white kids, but somehow, and this is this is what I've always found interesting about South Africa is that. Whether it comes to class, whether it comes to race and ethnicity, somehow the majority always has to be sensitive to the to 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 what the minority is used to. And in South Africa, that is 
like the minority would be middle class minority would be white so why is it that we always have to like when it comes to when it comes to going to a school for instance majority of the kids that are going to go to the school are going to be black and brown so I mean, why do yeah. they need to assimilate why 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 is it that that working class folk need to assimilate to the rules and the norms of what is acceptable by the middle class you know this is why subuk this is why subuk we said we should never have minority rights this is why the pac was like we should not have minority rights because what happens is that minority rights then drives the majority discourse right. and so how do you have a democratic order under those conditions i just also wanted to say it's very like the education thing blows my mind because in a sense i think that uh on a schoolings on a school level like a like a secondary school level and on a tertiary education school level and you can see it reflected actually in the unemployment statistics right because those with graduate education or some sort of degree uh fare better in the job market than those who do not education for all intents and purposes mirrors the structure of social upward mobility in society yeah right it's a way of attaining a particular status it's a, it's a class it's a class ascendancy tactic yeah right in principle um the desire to better oneself and one's conditions and the conditions of those around you for me doesn't seem like a a a bad thing but when it is a system that then comes at the cost of others in your broader community do you know what i'm saying when you have an insular system inside the broader community that operates in that way i think that's particularly violent and like i think that we need to be asking about about education we need to be speaking about you know how how one how one does that to the school system you know how do you bring how do you stop the school yeah, system let's from talk about being some a, a thing about that you know solutions i like this i know I, walton has I, a lot can, of things to I, say about municipalities hold on, hold and mutual aid. let 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 aiden <laughs> we aiden uh, okay, i'm going to say one more thing quickly go, go, we're going to clip this into two episodes so it's yeah, okay i think we're going to have to yeah cuz walton was talking about walton mentioned pico earlier and something that i think people sometimes not miss misread but people tend to miss about black consciousness is it's also a philosophy of self-reliance um i mean over and over bico says that you know it's an abnormal society so black people need to rally around each other and produce the means by which you know a new society might a new society outside of the kind of racial segregation might exist right and i'm thinking here in terms of like So big business you know crisis shop rights pick and pays Woolworths all the major retailers are being looted right or are the sites at which looting for food happens um and we must ask ourselves why is there a kind of what's the word that I'm looking for a gallery of major retailers that determine the food access for like the entire Monopoly country on food security yes. you know what i'm That's saying what it does. Um, it's why is it not why are there not other forms okay you've got smaller shops right you've got like um smaller shops in communities that sell like you know bread eggs or whatever or whatever but to what extent can that monopoly that monopoly be broken up in a way to allow the kind of self structures of self reliance in communities to emerge do you know what i'm saying yeah. um why do we why do we rely on big retailers so much why do we rely on the shop rights and the do you know what i'm saying why is the the some logistic manager of pick and pay on sbc news talking about how they're going to keep the entry open with like military trucks You know like why <laughs> why do I have to see the inside of a pick and pay on a news thing about like a state of unrest in the sky like it's it's actually yeah. when you see it it's completely absurd it makes no sense it like the logic is just it doesn't gel for me so that that's also something that I think is worth putting on the table I I mean I I think and I like I know Lee probably had to run to the bathroom or something but like the one thing that Lee mentioned before he went was uh 
well, first of all, you mentioned the fact that, you know, these companies are running monopolies on essential items, basically. Uh, I remember a few years back, Tiger Brands was, was, was like price fixing uh, with all their products yes. and, and like, and there was all of this price fixing going on between the different bread companies to, in order to all raise the price at the same time. And all, you know, like all of these kind of deeply messed up politics and economics were going on but i think also the the one thing that that i want to push for that aiden is that aiden is bringing up is the fact that uh you know we have to have like a solid discourse on how we unstructure all of these monopolies this gallery as aiden called them this gallery of retailers who basically run the whole uh retail system in south africa every mall will have a like either checkers pick and pay or shop right in them uh, often all of them uh Woolworths will, will always be present in the in the middle class and upper middle class malls you know all of these shopping centers will have all of the same exactly the same things and i think what we're trying to advocate for and what we're advocating for is not unattainable like that that's the other thing that people need to remember like we have small traders all over for instance the city of cape town in the city bowl we have a uh, small retailers small traders trading on the streets selling vegetables and fruit like great quality stuff same same quality produce that you would be getting this is a very practical solution right now that i'm trying to give you <laughs> buy your fruits and vegetables from street vendors literally but by like that's a small thing that you can do that will go a very long way you also guaranteed to get stuff that was either like yeah like attained yesterday or this morning before we we came mm. to unpack uh the stuff you know what i mean like you are not putting your hands your money in the hands of a corporation but you're putting your money in the hands of a person who has a network of other people who are relying on them uh I'm an anti-capitalist, but but I firmly believe in the uh, importance of buying from street vendors. I know people are going to say, like, you know, don't buy your clothes from street vendors or whatever. But if your street vendor is is getting their, you know, they're getting their supply from the back of a Woolworths truck, fuck Woolworths. Yes. Fuck <laughs> Woolworths. I'm going to say it. And then, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I, I can see Lee's gonna fucking spank me tonight, but <laughs> I do not no, care. Man. I no, do yeah. not care yeah. about yeah. these Any, corporate interests, bro. Anything that was sorry. Anything. Listen here. Listen here. If I think I think it's a very yeah. If anyway, it's, if it's no, something continue. that was replaceable, if it's something that could have been replaced by insurance. That's fine. That's, That's already fine. paid for. Okay, I like you know, you know, I I don't want to I like I don't want to go into a a like a run of thought that's gonna like land any of us in a situation that we don't want to be in but you know so i'll like i'll, <laughs> I'll uh, track back what i said about getting the stuff off the back of a truck but i do believe i honestly do believe like in in buying your fruits and vegetables from from street vendors because i, I think, feel like because i think that's like vitally important if you're talking about local economies if you sh if you are serious about local economies but you live in an urban setting or a suburban setting there is your opportunity like that is one opportunity to be able to like feed into a local economy and uh take money away from a shop right or a pick and pay or a Woolworths or fruit and veg or whatever um uh, i mean what people, are, people, are, this, people are already okay. doing this people are already doing sorry aiden has disagreements let's let's oh, no, I, I just want to i just want to throw one word in and that is convenience and i'm throwing it in there on purpose because i think it's very firstly it's very convenient yeah. to say go out and go out and support a local vendor because and i think like a lot of people especially on the Cape Flats, support local vendors anyway. I mean, there's a Brian Clifontaine Road who has a card machine now and he runs a little stylogy and he has a I card machine and true, you can go yeah. and pay. Like, so a lot of, a lot of uh, 
working class people, uh, poor people, they, they make use of these internal networks, right? Like, um, uh, there's people who drive from shop to shop on payday to buy the core essentials for their house at a certain price. You know what I'm saying? From small local people. But I'm also saying convenience because I think that it has become increasingly difficult in our society and under capitalism generally to find those vendors, to find local forms of um, local forms of, of economic activity like that. I mean, now we see the local corner shop has also been captured by a kind of neoliberal capitalist. Right. But, uh, let, me, let me just clarify. And secondly, that, I just yeah, want to, can I just quickly finish my point? Um, and secondly, the mall has replaced the community center, right? Yeah. So everyone goes to the mall anyway, and the mall then comes in, sets it has got anchor tenants, as they call them, your pick and pay, your pep, your whatever, cheaper, because they can get things for so cheap. They flood that market. There's no way a local vendor can survive in that space. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? And so how do you encourage people who are like, you know what, it's actually cheaper for me to go to the mall yeah. and buy my thing there than to, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you, because on all yeah. levels, people are undercut. Like, so yeah. I'm asking that like in a productive way. I'm like, how do we go forward then? How do you okay, encourage so, so, people? So let me, so let me be like very clear by what I mean by street vendor. I mean, literally the people who are selling on the streets and usually in my experience, you will get them at like the, the big station hubs. So like Belleville station, uh, Cape Town Station, uh, uh, Mitchell's Plate Promenade, uh, all of, like all of these, like the outside of the shop, right in Kales River, you'll you'll get them. Uh, I don't mean when I say like street vendors, I don't necessarily mean anybody who runs a retail shop, brick and mortar space. I'm talking about like directly I'm talking about people who are selling fruit and vegetables on the streets. And I agree, it's not convenient all, all the time. But I was taking a train at like 5.30 in the morning and at 5 in the afternoon from Kells River to Cape Town. I was alone. I'm a man. I have this body. So I have the fortune of this privilege that I'm carrying with me. But I think I think and I'm not like trying to preach to poor people, but I'm I, I'm actually more so talking to bleeding heart, liberal middle class people who say they want to do something. Well, this is something that you can do very comfortably. You can drive your car to like, you know, whatever is the transportation hub in your area. Just just drive around and look where all the taxis are stopping at one time and then go get out your car and go there because there you will find all the fresh produce that you want. I swear to Christ, you will find everything that you want right there. Yeah. So it becomes one more stop instead of it becomes a two stop shopping trip instead of a one stop shopping trip, which I don't think is that bad. So again, like my, what I am pleading for as a, as an attempt to work towards a, solu a solution, as Lee had mentioned earlier, is that uh, like people with means need to start spending their money at local uh, traders, uh, you know, like, you know, local vendors and, and street, and especially street vendors. I also think that if you're talking about like, if your concern as a person and you know, uh, white bleeding hard liberals love the environment, but hate black people. If your concern is the ecology, buying from street vendors is a thing that makes sense because packaging is minimal. You know, yeah. you know you're cutting down on transport costs. Refrigeration. Uh, carbon, yeah, all that car, refrigeration, all of that shit. So whatever your reasoning is, there's nothing it's that organic, you... Probably. That, uh, no, it's it, like 90% of the time it's organic. Also, this whole organic oh, thing organic is a man. fucking myth, man. But anyway... <laughs> organic, uh, yeah, so anyways, I'm so, uh, yeah, I'm going to stop now. Bye, love you. Okay, another... Yeah, it's, it's uh, competing with Pip. Oh my God. I think what, what you... What you're proposing for Walton is imagine trying to compete with Pepper or Shoprite. 
You fuck. Then you say five. You fuck. And like and cash, cash and carry and all that shit. Holy fuck, bro. But I think what you're speaking to is more towards the middle class. The 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 it comes with some sort of time affordability, transportation affordability, and like security affordability to be able to go and do that. Like I don't expect people who 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 have their their, their time is stretched thinly because they are laborers and they labor every day. Um, to now go and like you just need to get what you can. Like you, like you don't have that luxury. Uh, you need to make your dime work for you. If you and and your siblings want to club bay on payday and buy clothes at Pip for your kids, then that that's what you need to do. Like, but I think lay by, lay by, lay by is the fucking what? is the fucking like low income <laughs> capitalists niche marketing yeah. tool lay away for those in the states that are listening um <laughs> but uh i think but, but we like i think what also needs to happen is that all these areas the affluent areas middle class areas where they can hire labor for their domestic use in their home in their homes and in their gardens and all that and day laborers they that's their responsibility like it or not to start advocating for for the areas in which their employees call it that live like that is their responsibility it's no use oh i, I you drop them off at home every afternoon like you just still drop like you need we need to start advocating they, their responsibility South African middle class responsibility now is to start advocating to their ward councillors, start pressuring, using their social currency to start pressuring economic infrastructural change within the areas that they benefit from. Because the, the employees, the domestic workers, the gardeners that serve that community, they don't live there. Right, so like you, you are benefiting from that. So in order, if you want to know, how do we help? How do we do? Start speaking up for those who no one's listening to. Understand your privilege. Understand what social currency you have and use it. I think it goes even further than that, Lee. Just advocate for the formalization of domestic labor. Advocate like you are an employee. There we go. You are an employer. If you have someone yeah. working you have in your house, cleaning your house, if you have someone who looks after your kids, that's care work, that person is, in a sense, either a freelancer, and I don't want to use that term because that's also, I mean, precarity of labor and all that, but that for all intents and purposes, that person, you are that person's employer, that you should pay the person's UIF. You should pay that person's, um, you should somehow make sure that they have a retirement fund set up. You should, you know what I'm saying? Um, You should do the things that an employer should do. No, but but I think like, I think people should do that. Like, I think if you you can't do that, if you can't hire someone to do that, then don't employ someone, period. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah, but that's that. That's where that's where all of these um, all of these companies that 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 rent out uh, domestic work. Mm. But our labor all brokers in. are the devil, bro. No, no, yeah, honestly, that is that is. Mk's talking about. Uh, Mk's talking about like like, like cleaning, cleaning or, service, uh, garden oh. service, yeah, like cleaning like, service, like um, where you you pay the company. You pay the company to do this for you. I mean, so that's that basically person, labor brokerage, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. No, it is. It is. Um, I can't remember the company's names, but there's, a, there's an app now where you do this. It's like basically Uber for, um, for, 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 for domestic work, where you, you, you pay someone through the app and they come and clean your house. And I guess they get a percentage the same as an Uber driver would get a percentage. Well, but, um, but that, and that's, they, that's and, a better model. Than, than the labor. I'm talking about 
the labor broken where the person goes with the van picks up all the cleaners and then goes and drops Oh yeah, no, that's I'm talking about that as well. You see because that then takes away That's the what you that's what universities individual. have. That's what that's what all the protests about yes. like insourcing and all of that yeah. stuff was about. So it's outsourced. It's outsourced domestic work. Right, so you take you you then relieve yourself of the responsibility of treating the person that comes to clean your house, look after your kids, all of that as a You're, human being. Yeah. You just you also avoid as, all the labor laws. Exactly, and that for me once again is where we need to start fucking talking about a living wage. All of the things that we have run, running in this country right now, the anger that the people have, access to 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 education, access to. um to food food security access to all of these things that we've spoken about but all comes down and it all comes back to a living wage if you can pay someone yeah. enough for them to live like a that is the baseline life. a the decent, decent life. life where you can pay for rent you can pay for electricity you can pay for water and you can buy groceries and you still have a bitchy left over like so many of the things that we have in this country right now would just disappear can i no- can i just say what like what's what's happening in in gauteng and kwazulu natal at the moment can happen in so many other places in south africa it could happen in you know it could easily have happened in the western cape every winter crossroads kailicha parts yeah. of langa get flooded Yes. when like when i say flooded i mean into people's homes with raw sewage with trash with filthy water but with that also is an every year is an influx in death by diarrhea for children under the age of 2 or something like that and and you have to ask yourself why in a developed place is you know developed in very western loose terms why in a developed place is diarrhea an illness that is killing yeah. a large amount of children every year and i feel and i'm saying this because i really i genuinely do believe that what is happening in kzn and and gauteng could be happening in cape town could be happening in in limpopo could you know mpumalanga it does not matter if the if you know if the right faction is angry and the right group of already angry poor working class black people are roped into that uh like wave the wave of that movement you know shit could have kicked off anywhere in this country and again like i i, I want to come back to you know we're talking about uh uh universal basic income that aiden spoke about uh andrik spoke about a living wage um these things all come back to Aiden's insistence on building solidarity because if it's not going to be a collective action there we go there a collective go. liberatory movement in South Africa where all black people say okay maybe I'm in a better position right now yeah. and and you know things are That's okay things at. are okay for exactly. me right now but things are precarious for me at the same time because i do not have the ancestral wealth that a white person does mm. that a white capitalist does in south africa and uh, uh, you know i'm going to open a whole other can of worms right now but you know so called colored people have to come to the fucking party because i'm yeah. si- i'm so sick of the yeah. shit that's a that's, that's a problem coming out of these you know so called colored communities and people are just like shitting on poor black people from an angle of of you know middle class privilege or not even but just as someone the someone and i would say the sentiment DPT, is so violent the, yeah our, hey, our, our friend and comrade <laughs> will say the DPT, that, that the DPT, DPT but it's <laughs> disgusting walton it's so uh, gross uh, bro anyway sorry i'm just like fucking making speeches to them sorry guys uh, we are, we're we're talking <laughs> we're, we're unpacking so much that we can make so many it's like episodes out apology, of because, apology because because right now because right now i mean we're talking about the cult colored community or i mean obviously it's not homogenous obviously it's not um you know all over but like anti blackness is almost ingrained into public rhetoric from um from from the com- from the community it's 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 almost like it's expected 
Like it's it's almost um, a like a bra can just walk up to you and say shit yeah. and expect yeah. you to agree with him. <laughs> like, yes, that's, how many that's, times has that happened? How many times has that happened to us? You know, <laughs> how many times has that happened to us? Yeah, I know. You know the the yeah, blacks. these guys. Like mm. I, these guys. I, it's 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 so normal. It's so normal, and I genuinely am surprised these days, especially online. And you, you, the three of you know that that is that is where I live. I don't see people outside of of the flat that I live in and work. Sure. I I live online, so uh, it's been very surprising to see, especially and this is and it's and it's not just surprising, but it's also almost heartwarming to see young people, young people younger than us, that are coming into coming into political consciousness, coming into walking into the world, having that having that politics of solidarity. They understand, okay, politically, broadly speaking, I am also black, but also there's privilege. There is a history of differentiation. There is a history of, 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 of the people that I come from being put, uh, put forward above others. But at the same time, I'm standing in solidarity. And that for me has been very, very, um, I don't know what the word is. Who's better than English here? I don't know what the word is, but it's it's been very like I've been very I've liked seeing it. Did you just lately. ask who's better than English? We're who's all better, better than English. <laughs> Fuck the English. But who's better? Who's better? Who's Who's better at English? I don't I don't know what the word is. But language is not a country, guys. <laughs> oh, language so is not a country. Language That's is not, not my first identity. language. It's not my first language. It's I'm not my first that. identity, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> But that's that's what I'm seeing lately, and I mean, I'm 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 hoping that as these people age up, I'm hoping that as these these young folks age up, I mean, even in our generation, we are not the norm, we are not uh, mm. the, the 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 standard for our generation of millennial. But these Gen Zs that are coming up, that are coming out of this community, they are they are there for this, um, and I think as things progress. We will see this. We will see see this politics of, of solidarity uh, take take root, and it might take a few more generations. I don't know, but I think we will get there eventually. I mean, I know that I'm not usually the optimist out of the four of us, but I'm hopeful here. I'm hopeful for this for these lighties. You know? We have to, man. We have I to think, be. Otherwise, I think, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we yeah we complain a lot on the show, but we are optimists <laughs> at heart. We just want a better world, man. We do, we do, and and this is what I wanted to say is like you know ne- we don't necessarily want everything to be perfect immediately, but we do want to try to like create a space where everybody cares about. Let's start with just their neighbor, right? Like if you if you have enough capacity, and we all do, if you have enough capacity in you just to show some care for your neighbor when they come over and ask for a sticky pampuno or whatever and you say salute i have excess here you go and you know we can make we can make a rech another time or whatever the case may be yeah i feel like i feel like that is a polit that is a politics that people yeah. you know yeah. on a very small scale but i think that's a politics that that we need to start engaging with more and more and i think also that the issue with capitalism is, you know, <laughs> I say the issue. One of the issues. There are many. Cap- one of the issues with capitalism is the fact that uh, individualism, individuality, and this comes from the Enlightenment, and you know, we can do a whole like ninety-hour series on on that white nonsense. But like the emergence of the individual as the most supreme. Um, the supreme, most supreme figure is dangerous. It's dangerous for the function of a society that wants to work safely with one another and in a way that is equitable and just to each other. And so, you know, I'm, I, I know all the shit sounds idealistic all the time, but like, I'm not trying to be idealistic. I'm not trying to be like over mm-hmm. the top with my hopefulness and all of these can things. I, can I, all, can I, I, just, can I, all I'm saying is like have a little empathy for the person who is next to you yeah 
and then we can figure all that shit out as we go along. That's like you know, this we don't have to have a grand Marxist project right now. No, that can that can come. That can happen Start down small, the line. Start small. If that's if that's what you want to do, if that's what we want to do collectively. But right now, that's not necessarily what we need to do. We need to figure out what is mutual aid in practice. That is not mutual aid about like fundraising on the internet like mutual aid has to become in south africa mutual aid has to become sharing uh edible items and like sharing that pampoon groceries uh, sharing that pampoon and a lot of these projects a lot lot of things have sparked out of these communities now like at first started them rallying in their own community cleanups and getting the malls right and i mean I mean, I, at first I was like, oh, you know, these employees, now they're cleaning shop floors, but also they, they understand that if this doesn't get sorted out, I don't have a job, you know? So I can't judge and say, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. People are just, it, 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 it's, it's muddy waters for everyone and pe- everyone's just trying to do what they can, I suppose. My wish is that this direct individual community help now extends broader to the outlying communities getting food parcels and and i've started seeing some of that as well that now needs to become everyday practice it, it needs to now um become part of the culture the south african culture until we can now go from the food Okay, now everyone's fed. Everyone's being fed monthly. Everyone is good. What's next? Okay, we need to now increase wages. We need to now fight for these people because that's not sustainable, just getting food and giving it, getting food and giving it. In a capitalist economy, that is not sustainable always unless they advocate for tax raises for the wealthy, for corporation tax, for maximum wage, so that it it can't just also be the community individuals on their own corporations also need to come with some responsibility by them donating food all the time that's maybe a tax cut for them on charity work but we need to start giving like it needs to now go from the the individual community to the broader communities the surrounding communities and then they need to start once the food security is sorted out let's start looking for a livable wage let's start looking for infrastructure and then the fight continues to bigger and better more sustainable things so that all communities are working hand in hand but i hope it doesn't just come like oh our roads are clean our stuff is clean everything is sorted okay that that's us done you know like in that 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 for me for me that comes that again that comes back to this to the living wage to the to the the basic income to to all of that and once again i think this this solution that 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 has become it's it's taken root in south africa in 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 our in our new south africa that that entrepreneurial pursuits that starting a business that all of that that's going to be the solution to this country's problems and for me like you know you have all these motivational speakers people that have become millionaires by by putting their blood sweat and tears into their work and all of that stuff and it's i find it to be problematic because in the end corporations don't care about people corporations don't no. care about people don't they, they don't they don't give a damn about an individual person or their family or the, their dependents and all of that i think it is time now and i mean i i had the realization the other day that that we as south africans are uh, it's it's not that government doesn't listen to us they just don't respect us it's it's not it's not that companies don't listen to us they just don't respect <laughs> it's us it's like i hear what you're saying like just stop looting the state like it's like can they stop stealing money from the state like sorry guys like just you know what like i'm 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 taking the time to do my taxes. yeah just stop looting i'm taking the, i'm taking the time to to be a good citizen like respect my time respect my time as a as a person in this country respect my time as a customer that you will do right by your employee that you will do right by 
um, the people that 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 use you as 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 means of income, you know, um, I think we've gone too far where we rely on the idea of capitalism as being the solution to um, to a country's no. past, you know, How because it, if if we look at the history of the country, that is the root cause of all of our problems, right. you know. So how so how do you fit how do you make that the solution? Like, okay, guys, if I, you are poor and you are yeah. black and you come out of the community, you need to be an entrepreneur. That's not gonna mm. work. Because I, you're just gonna make more employees. You're just gonna and make those, more and, people. And, and those examples, those are the exceptions. It's not the rule. Precisely. Precisely. I, and and, and yeah, okay, okay so. Walton, you go. No, no, first. no, 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 go, 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 go. I want to talk about this thing of gatekeepers, and that's another thing. Like the whole thing of just work hard and Fuck make it. it. If the gatekeeper doesn't open the gate, you can oh. work as hard as hard as you want to. Sounds That's why I like say they are of Game of Thrones. They are the gatekeeper. They are, does not open. I am the, gate. the gatekeeper. See <laughs> Khaleesi, you may come to the school. Thank <laughs> you. Bra, but no, but that's what I mean. Like exactly. Like, so, but now let's look at what the gatekeepers look like, and where they come from. Disproportionately, they are generational wealth, white, white people in South Africa. So you look at a company, some retail companies, right? And then on the floor, it's black and brown and all darker shades. Store management, cashiers, tills, packers. And the further you go up, it becomes a bit paler, right? It becomes a bit pinker. Mm-hmm. So, but but oh, they've yeah. met the but they've met the quota, right? They've met the quota because yeah. through the demographic of how many employees, they're not telling what employees and what. So and the gatekeepers, you can only come so high. And then right? when you look at the board, yeah, but- look at the board. <laughs> right. So what yeah, I'm but saying, the, that's the lesser. That's the lesser evil, guys. Like no, like that's the lesser evil. Because look who is the president of our country right now. Yes, yes, yes. Someone so who what, owns like, like he's like on the board of like so many companies. Okay, uh, okay, no, 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 no. I think no, we need to have. I think we need to have a conversation about. Do we need right. to have a conversation about how this thing is also changing? Right. There's a yeah. growth of the black middle class. The growth of the like. There's there's things yes. happening that there's where there's an accumulation up, yeah. of wealth. Okay. Yeah. I just went through. Just sorry, that's my footnote. No, no, you're I'm fine. I'm sorry for jumping but in. But can I, can I just say for people who don't understand, Cyril Ramaphosa is valued at 6.4 billion rand. 6.4 billion rand, right? That is what, he, what we know of, what is declared, what is like, you know, on the public record and so on. So it could be more, definitely a lot less. But that man is worth 6.4 billion rand. He's also a person who was on the uh, executive board of Lonman Mines when the miners at Marikana were massacred uh, on the hill uh, close to their mines. He was a person who actually had power in decision-making in there. No matter what he says, he was on the executive board and he had a stake in the country in the in the company he also had a massive stake in mcdonald's south africa like i i i don't know ex- the exact number but it is a huge amount of money he was uh making from mcdonald's here supposedly has sold uh those shares because since he became president he's also a person that owns bulls and uh i think I d- I'm not sure what kind of. Things? I'm not sure Most what expensive. kind of millions. But they in, they are in Bruh. the millions of rand. Like the value per bull is in the millions of rands, and the sperm of those bulls are worth uh, who the, the fuck stud knows fee how was. Much. The stud fee is 150k. And I so think. and and the reason I'm <laughs> the re- the reason I'm <laughs> that's crazy, Lee. What the fuck? The reason I'm bringing this up is because yes, the. The nature of capitalism is changing in South Africa. We have, uh, you know, Patrice Motsepe, we have Cyril Ramaphosa, but we also have Jacob Zuma, who owns, you know, four hectares of land on a hill in Nkantla, where uh, many, many, many people are living in destitute situations. Yeah. 
and he is still carrying on like you know his life is great um what i what i'm trying to get at is that capitalism is insidious that the basis of ca- capitalism in south africa is white supremacy through colonialism enslavement and apartheid that is a reality we are not trying to deny but that they are people who are who are now who have been in the last few decades but who are now especially uh uh really capitalizing for use of a bit for want of a better word really capitalizing on uh the nature of labor exploitation uh wage slavery and and so on in south africa and i think we need to be we need to be paying serious attention to the ways in which for instance the south african communist party is doing nothing about anything and they yeah, are no, non they are non entity bladens monday is the secretary general who I is know. a known well known anti protest anti pro uh, uh proletariat uh politician who ha- hates poor black students by the the actions of his politics in the last i don't know like 6 8 years or something and uh yeah so so we need to keep our eyes on our enemy our eyes are of course white monopoly capitalists but they are also <laughs> our elders our former apartheid liberation fighters who are now fully engaged in practices of capitalism and i think I mean I know uh, you know that's the, what I mean the combination I, 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 of those two I know the two. phrasing white monopoly capitalism is maybe not the right thing but I think we have Raymond Ackerman we have the Stellenbosch mafia if that is not a a fucking monopoly then I don't know what the yeah, hell but they, is. They, nobody's, what de- I mean nobody's is like, denying that no, but, it's but those two nobody's things. denying that that exists but I'm saying that No no I agree with while you the one, saying, while the one might recede while the one might recede without us you know one while we focusing on one thing another is growing and i yeah. think it's like you know the this thing does not have to some degree i mean i mean uh, the 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 rated which the shape it i just want to hear what aiden has to say guys sorry. oh sorry sorry aiden no i'm done. i just did oh. it it takes whatever shape it can yeah I'm i mean sorry, i mean in, to say something actually in in that situation where we're saying that um that that generational wealth which is by and large white in south africa that capitalism um companies owned boards um company management by and large white in south africa i don't think that we have to be fearing um a a a rich black class in south africa yes. just yet yes. the the rate the rate that it is growing is is so minimal in comparison well, I, to no, what no no No. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm with, I I I'm going to I'm going to uh, maybe I'm mis- misrepresenting Aiden here but I think that a that a black wealthy ultra rich ultra rich class in South Africa that uh relies on the exploitation of labor, the exploitation of land is as bad as not as bad because they don't have the generational wealth but they present the same kind of problem and i think no i agree i i i agree. I, I, i i genuinely 100% think white capitalists have to be overthrown in this company in this country first of all because they owe they own over 70% of uh agricultural land that alone is a problem because That's therefore therefore they own 70 two thirds of the wealth of the agricultural land of south africa and therefore they have to be it, there's no reforming the structure it has to be overturned and redone completely yeah. so i'm like maybe combining your two points but i i just want to say that like i think that uh, like a uber any uber wealthy class is going to be yeah. is going to be dangerous for the general uh, population No no I, I I agree with both of you on this. I was just getting getting across the point that at this time that class of rich and wealthy is not as in control as as what is also there. That is that is all I'm saying. Um definitely with 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 the land. I mean there's two more than 200 acres of land in two sorry 200 million 
acres of land in South Africa, agricultural land allocated for agriculture, uh, allocated for uh, what's it? What's the right word? Food development. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, like you know, um, agriculture is fine. Agriculture is fine, bro. Yeah, um, for 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 that purpose, and that is not that is not black owned. That is that is not. Um, and that is, I mean, at this point, it's like it's like seventy three percent of of agricultural land in in the country. So it's still there. It's still dangerous. It is still exploiting black bodies. Yes. It is still um, what like what wages do get do people get paid? Yeah. What 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 is it? It's a yeah, and I, I know, I know, we're about to. I know, <laughs> I know, I know, we're about to wrap up because we're coming to time long time ago. But I, I just want to say that I, I, I something that I said at the beginning, but that I want to like say at the conclusion is also that I feel that people's anger is justified. Like the people who are le- legitimately <laughs> acting out of rage right now need to be acknowledged, need to be cared for, and uh, need to be taken seriously uh you know it's it's um it's a process man it's a process but the process cannot be at the expense of poor and black people every no. time it's been it's been that way for the last you know three decades since the since the liberation of the country and we Always. can't keep doing that and I, again i want to tell you know the colored people in south africa please Come right, man. Come we, to the party. We, we like we 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 trying to get to the same place. Yes. Why not just do it together? It There's so much so, more strength in togetherness. It, it would be so much more uh, like uh, liberatory if we were to struggle together. That's all. Yes. I just don't think there's any win in this game of I'm colored, therefore I'm better than you, all you blacks. You know, yeah. There's no, there's no gain in that. Anyway, somebody wrap up because I'll wrap up. I'll wrap. (laughs) And that has been another episode of Jelly and Custard. Thank you for joining us once again. We will be back soon. Go and follow us on all our socials, Jelly and Custard, um, on Instagram and on Twitter and on Facebook and wherever you can find us. Just type in Jelly and Custard. We will be back with another episode very soon. We will probably be announcing what that episode is on because we decide when we are offline what we are going to be talking about. We don't exactly have a schedule. MK is so cute. <laughs> Thank you very much Thank for listening. You guys. And Thank you, thanks guys. everyone. That's that's it from me, Walton yeah. Lee and that's... Aiden. Catch you soon. Cheers. All right. Thanks. Oh guys. yeah. Right. Cheers. Bye. Oh yeah.